Look at the Sikha's Chalak Chavdalad, Pasha Sazina Shabashuba, summary of the Sikha. The Shira Sazina was a Shira that the Leviim sang when they brought the Karbam Musaf on Shabbos, they would sing the Shira Sazinu. As the Ramam says, that by Musaf on Shabbos, they, the, uh, the Shira was, they would say the Shira Sazinu, they were divided into six sections, which is the Nsima for that is Haziv Lach, because it describes the beginning of each section, Hey is Hazinu, Zayin is Zuchari Maisalam, and so on. And it's the same division as we do when we read it in the shul, we, where we stop Shani, Shlisha, Ravid. That's how they would divide it every Shabbos in the, in the Beis Hamikdash also. So we have to understand what is the meaning of Shiris Hazinu, the song of Hazinu. Hazinu primarily is words of rebuke, and there, it's pretty strong words in there. As the Ramam says, that even though these are words of rebuke and so on, but it's read in this division because it will bring the Jews back, the, the Yidden back to Tshuva. And this is Shabbat Shuvah, it's read in Shabbat Shuvah, that's the idea to bring it back to, to, to evoke a feeling of Tshuva. So then we have to understand, so what is the meaning of Shira? How do you call it a Shira if it's words of Teichacha which, uh, which lead to their negative uh, messages which bring to tshuva and although the Rambam answers this somewhat because he says that it's called a shira because the Yidin sing it and the Levian sang it and uh, it's written broken up, if you ever see how it's written in the Sefer Torah, there's spaces in between because that's where the melody is meant to fit in, that's how the Rambam, the Rambam explains it, but that doesn't explain, that's like a technical thing, it doesn't really explain why the meaning of the words which don't seem to, to, to express the idea of joy and singing and so on, they're teichacha, why are they called a shira? In fact, as we see from all the other, the other sections of Tehillim that the, the, the Levim sang by the Karbonus, as we say every day in the Shir Shal Yom, Hashem and so on, all those sections, they are uplifting and praising Hashem and so on. But what is this? How does Hazino fit into the idea of Tshuva? Sorry, into the idea of Shira. In fact, the Shira Hazino is, is considered as one of the ten Shiras which, which are said during our world, the world that we live in, before Mashiach comes, starting from Mizmah Shilei and Shabbos that other magicians said in the first Shabbos, when he was as Shabbos arrived when he was created, as a sing of praise to Hashem for protecting him. And the final shira will be said before Mashiach comes, and this is one of them. But what what's the nature of shira? What makes it a shira? Is the question. So the Rebbe says the truth is that as a whole parsha, one could say we can understand why it's called a shira because it talks about the fact that Mashiach will come at the end of the shira. It talks about Mashiach coming. It talks about something, some of the th- things that Hashem did for the Jewish people. So it does have elements of Shira in it, but the way it was divided to be said, each Shabbos, a sixth of the Shira, the way we divided Haziv Lach, which means that in a certain Shabbos, the first Shabbos they said the first section, the second Shabbos they said the second section, and so on. So there were certain weeks, like the, four, the fourth week and the fifth week, which have almost exclusively only negative messages punishment and so on Averis that the Yidin did so especially on those, during those weeks why is it called a Shira? what's so Shira about those sections? 
So the Rebbe says we can perhaps uh, we can learn this from the word the way the Rambam words this whole matter that he's trying to explain to us why this is called a shira. There are differences in the way the Gemara says it and the way the Rambam says it. The Gemara says it like this. On, by the Musaf of Shabbos, what would the Levim say? So Rav Chana said, Rav said, Haziv Loch. Which we know, Haziv Loch is the way Hazinu is divided. And Rav Chanan said, the way it's divided here, it's also divided in the Shul. It just tells us a side message that when you read it in the Shul, you should also divide it according to that division, Haziv Loch. The Ramam says it differently. He says, on the Musaf of Shabbos, they would say Shiraz Hazinu, which is divided into six sections, Haziv Loch, just like it's read in the, in the, by six people in the Shul. And they would say once, the Levian would say one section every Shabbos, when they finished the Shira, or, uh, you know, over six Shabbos, and they would go back to the beginning. So there's a few differences that can be pointed out between the Rambam. First of all, that the Rambam said, the Gemara says that just like it's divided by the Levian, we divide it also in the, in the Shul. The Rambam says the opposite, that the division is as the vision that the Levian made was similar to the division in the shul. So he reverses it. The Gemara says that they divide it, and the Ramam says the way it's read, not divided, but the way it's read, he doesn't make a focus of the fact that it's divided into six. Then the Ramam also gives a whole preamble. The Gemara simply says, Haziv Lach. We're supposed to know that it means the Shiraz Hazinu. The Ramam says that we say the Shiraz Hazinu as it's divided into Haziv Lach. And another thing, the Rambam adds this whole thing. When they finished, in over six weeks, they finished the reading, they would go back to the beginning. Why does he have to say that? So perhaps the Rambam is trying to point out the following. The Rambam is telling us that the, every time you read Hazinu, a section of Hazinu, the Levium sing it, they're not reading a section of Hazinu. They are reading Shiraz Hazinu. The fact that they're reading only one section of it is not, is not the issue. The issue is that they're reading Shiraz Hazinu because the Shiraz Hazinu as a whole, if you read the Shiraz Hazinu from beginning to end, it's a positive message. It's an uplifting message. It's a message of a song to be sang. It talks about the Mashiach coming. It talks about many things that Hashem did for the Yidden. As a whole, it's an uplifting song. This, there are sections in it which are rebuke, true but the fact that a certain section is read on a certain Shabbos should not be seen as we're reading this section of Azinu now and therefore what's the song about it? no every Shabbos we are meant to read Hazinu. that's what the Levim sing they're singing Hazinu. of course the people how they divide the way they're today they're only singing one section of Hazinu. But they sang Hazinu. It's the Shira of Hazinu that they sang. Which explains, of course, why it's considered Hazinu, a Shira, even in the weeks in which, a negative, which it, the message is basically a downer, a more down message, Teichacha, rebuke, and so on. The Rambam brings it out by saying, just like it's, sang, it's done the same way as it's done in the Shul, meaning to say, when you read Hazinu in the Shul, of course you're reading the whole, the whole Shiraz Hazinu. 
the fact that it's divided by six people and six people are reading Hazinu doesn't diminish from the fact that you're singing, you're reading Parshas Hazinu. Of course, it's divided into six people. Six people read it. So also, six weeks it's, it takes to read it. But it's all singing Parshas Hazinu. And that's why he says... And when you finish, you go back to the beginning. In other words, you can't look at this as six independent sections, and then you could think, well, let's choose the one that we want to read. We'll read the one that talks to us best this week. Because, you know, we'll choose and pick and choose the one, the sections that we want. No. If the mitzvah is to read Parsha Sazinu, you finish the entire reading, you'll go back to the beginning again. It's all about reading the entire Parsha. That's how it's to be seen. And then it could be called a shira without any question. And as a whole, Parsha Zazinu is a very uplifting thing, besides for the fact that it has some nice psukim, but the main focus is that even when Hashem punishes the Jewish people, even when He points out their sins, it all leads to one focus. It's all about getting to the Geul Shlema. The whole Jewish everything that Hashem does for the Jewish people as brought up by Parsha Zinu is it leads to the end of the Parsha which is that Hashem is bringing the Yidin to the Gaul and that's the whole message of the Parsha then the Rebbe says from, if you look at it from the perspective of Chassidus you see another interesting thing during the week the Levim sang six, seven you know on Shabbos was another one but six Parshas six Kapitlach Tilim that was as we say Shir Shal this is what they would say by the the carbon atomid by the base amigdash, and it goes through the weeks, right? And the first uh, the Gemara explains each each one of them why it was saying on that day, why on Sunday this one, why on Monday that one. The Rebbe says that these six readings during the week correspond to the six sections of Parsha Sazinu. The difference is. In the six weekday readings, it was the way Hashem um, revealed Himself into the world, into the physical world. But Shabbos, Shabbos is the day that Hashem does not function within the world. Hashem's revelation happens above the world. He's not involved in the creation of the world on Shabbos. So it talks how the way Hashem reveals Himself to what? To the Jewish people through Torah. That's on Shabbos, that's the revelation of Hashem, is to the Jewish people through Torah. And that's what's described in each reading of Sunday through Friday, as well as the six readings on, uh, during the six weeks, the six parshas of Hazinu. They co- correspond to each other. On Sunday we read Lashem Oretzam Loya, which the Gemara says, because on the first day of creation Hashem acquired the world, He gave us the world, He is the ruler of the world, that's the teichen of what the Levian was singing on the first day. On the first section of Azinu, one of the psukim is Yarif Kamatelikhi, that the my teirah should drip down from up in heaven down to the world. That I say I give you teirah and so on. I, Hashem gave the teirah to the Yidden, which is the life of the world. That's what's brought out in the first section of Azinu. So that the same thing, just like Hashem revealed, created the world. He also created on the first day, he gives the Torah, meaning he's in the first section of Azinu, is talking about giving the Torah to the Jewish people. That's their life. 
on Monday they would say, God Hashem is great because on the first day, on the second day, on Monday, he divided everything into sections, right? That's when he corrected the, the upper world, the, 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 the waters from above, the waters from below. He made the sky, he made the earth. Everything was divided into sections. That talks about Hashem as he divided the world into useful things in creation. When it's all one blob, it's not useful, now it's useful. In Hazinu, it talks about how Hashem he gave as an inheritance to the, uh, to the nations. He established the boundaries of each nation according to the number of Jewish people, meaning there were 70 Yidin that went to Mitzrayim. There are 70 nations. In other words, the whole division of nations is in accordance with the number of Jews that were there at the time, when, at the birth of the Jewish nation. In other words, showing that there is the creation of the world and then the, there is the creation of the Jewish people because we are Hashem's people and took Hashem's uh, Torah and accepted Hashem's rules and so on and that's why it all happens through uh, in accordance with the Jewish people. On Tuesday they said, Elokim Nitzah Badas Kel Hashem, uh, yes, uh, Hashem in, in, a, in a function of judgment talks about Hashem as the judge of the world. So besides for the fact that it talks about Hashem in the term Elikim, which means Elikim we know is the name which describes how Hashem functions within nature, which means to say that the, the true nature of creation is, is hidden. It all works through nature. Hashem influences the world through nature, meaning He hides His, He conceals His true nature of the fact that He is the whole creator and everything is working through Him that it all hand, it functions through nature, concealing God within the world, which is a concept of judgment and limitation and so on. It also describes the way Hashem created the world, that until when creation happened, Hashem revealed the world into being. Meaning we now see different things, trees, mountains, stone, everything that happened, everything that happens in creation, as that's called Almedesgalia, the revealed world, because we see everything details. We see all the details that are there in front of our face. The Almedesgalia, the concealed world, means similar to what happens in the ocean. When you look at the ocean, there's a whole world going on down there. Everything that's on the dry land is also a, a corresponding thing in the ocean. But when we look at it, you just see water, you don't see any of that meaning to say you see only the source and the life force of everything. Everything under the water depends on the water for life. What you see is the life that they depend on. If we were to see the revealed world in that way, all we would, all we would see would be godliness. But Hashem concealed Himself and He revealed details, meaning to say we don't see anymore the fact that He is behind it all. We see the secondary things, the things which exist, rather than how they exist. The same, we find the same at the end of the third section of Azinu that we, it goes to the, it gets to the point. We forget you. You have forgotten the God which brought you into being. That describes what happened on, to, on what happened, what the Levim sang for Tuesday. On Wednesday, they said, Kel Nekomis Hashem, Hashem is a God of retribution. The Gemara says that because He created the, the, the sun and the moon on Wednesday, and He will take retribution from those nations which worship the sun and the moon.
And as similar to this, we say in, on Wednesday also describes the punishments that Hashem exacts on the Jewish people. On Thursday, they would sing Harninu Lulikim, sing to Hashem, our, 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 our rock, our might, uh, blow shoifer to the God. In other words, sing praises to Hashem. And in, in the Yahazinu, we also find words of comfort that will come to the Jewish people, that, uh, which brings to Harninu which brings to this uh, sing song of praise to Hashem. On Friday, they would say, the Levine would say, Hashem Moloch, Hashem has, has taken, a, taken on the image of a king. He, he uh, girded himself in strength and in power that he's going to be the king of the world, which corresponds to what is in the sixth reading also, which is what's described in the sixth section of Azina, where it talks about Mashiach coming, and that's when Hashem, of course, will be the king of the whole world. That's when it describes that He will be the king, the true king of the whole world. So, in other words, we understand just as Hazinu is one long reading, and it's all um, it all follows into each other. So, also we can now understand that the six readings that the Levim sang by in the base. I mean, this were also one continuous message. And that, let's say, Kel Nekomis, the fact that on Wednesday they said Hashem is a God of retribution, is not to be seen as a separate thing, but it's really one big reading because it leads to, the, the, they will recognize finally that the sun and the moon are nothing and that Hashem is the true nature of everything. It, they all tie into each other. They're not to be seen as separate readings associated only with a specific day. We know that Azinu was read in most Shabbosim on in many Shabbosim, uh, many years, sorry, on Shabbos Shuva. Not always, but sometimes it's read on Shabbos Shuva. So there must be something connecting all this to Shabbos Shuva as well. We know that the difference between um, Shabbos Shuva and the rest of the Asayasimei Shuva is that the rest of the Asayasimei Shuva is Shuva Tata, the lower level of Shuva. On Shabbos is Shuva Yilah, the upper level of Shuva. And although it's true to say that we and it said that the entire year when one does tshuva, it's more on the level of tshuva tata, we're at a lower level of tshuva. Whereas on, on uh, during the seyusim tshuva, it's tshuva ilah, a higher level of tshuva. But within the ten days, the Shabbos is the day of tshuva ilah. More specifically, what is the difference between tshuva ilah and tshuva tata? And briefly that Shuvah Tata deals with a person having committed sins and therefore regrets his sins and thus Shuvah. So it's more of a thing which regret and sadness over the uh, behavior in the past and so on. Shuvah law talks about a person's great joy in being able to return to Hashem. It's an expression of joy rather than regret over the past. In fact, Shuvah law is not even a response to sins. It may not be associated with sins. Tzadikim also do Shuvah law because it talks more about a person getting closer and closer to Hashem, bringing back the soul to its heavenly place, to a higher place, and so on. And that is what, if you look at Shiras Hazinu, on the one hand, it describes teichach, it describes rebuke and sins of the Jewish people and so on. On the other hand, it's called a shira, it's called a song. And song means a, place, a thing of joy. That's why we learn the whole mitzvah of shira that the Levim sing. Where do we see it in the Torah? We see it from the fact that it says, because you did not, the Gemara says, because you did not serve Hashem with joy and gladness of heart. 
that teaches that we have to have shira along with the karbanas. How? Because what is gladness of heart? Shira, that's gladness of heart. So the whole idea of shira is a, a, a song of joy that expre- expresses that at the same time as we are doing tshuva as techach is meant to lead to tshuva, but it's meant to lead to tshuva only in a happy way, in a joyous way. And that sh- uh, the shira sa'azina was meant to be the energy which gives us hashira zeis will be the testimony that will bring joy to the Jewish people in o- to keep Torah mitzvahs, to be able to keep Torah mitzvahs properly as the Pasuk says that this shira is meant to be the one that will be a testimony to help the Yidin to keep Torah mitzvahs properly. Which could explain why the Shira Sazina was all written in one section, in one capital, in one chapter. It's chapter, in fact, chapter 32. Even though the chapter is, we don't know what the source of the division of the chapters is, but the Rebbe said many times that the fact that it was accepted by all Jews for many, many generations, hundreds and hundreds of years already, that we read it, it's divided in this way, so that in itself is significant, and therefore this is chapter 32, which signifies the entire Torah because Lamed uh, Beis is the first letter of Torah Bereshis and Lamed is the last letter of Torah meaning Lev, the heart so it's, it indicates the entire Torah that encompasses the entire Torah, Lamed Beis and the, Shir, the Shira Sazinu is in that chapter meaning to say that that is what drives the entire Torah in addition to that, it's also lave, just as the heart is what drives the entire body, so also Shira Sazinu is what drives the entire Torah. gives us chayas and energy for the entire Torah. And by doing tshuva through what is what, which is what uh, Shira Sazinu leads to, it'll bring to the personal geula v'abiyid, on Yom Kippur, and through this we will get to the uh, general um, geula of every single Jew, the Shir Chadash will be a new song will be brought for Mashiach. Begula Mitzvah Shleima, the Meir Amen.